One for one, one and one for all. Well, no, it's one for all and all for one. Musker hounds are always ready. One for all and all for one. It's a pretty story. One for all and all for one. Kids are pretty corny. Dun 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 Hounds, we don't get on, and there what is was no code. Italian's love interest called. What was she called? The Penny Juliet. Juliet, uh, of course it was. And wasn't she a cat? No. I mean, doesn't that fly in the face of everything we learned? This is the Russell Brand podcast. She I'm here with cat. Matt Morgan and Mr. G. And in spite of thinking of myself as some sort of radical anarchist, it was really playing on my mind that I hadn't done a conventional intro yet. And Matt was moving into sort of minor characters in Dog Tanyon and the Three <laughs> Mask Hands. The Cardinal was interesting. That's I've said Cardinal it before, Richelieu. and I'll say it again, that Cardinal Richelieu said that really brilliant line that stayed with me from childhood. You can work out when Dog Tanyon was on. Probably when you do check that, you'll find out that I was watching it too late into my life. But he goes, there's a bit where someone consults him and he goes... Uh, I've never been wrong before in my life. I've only I've only been wrong once in my entire life, and that was when I thought I'd made a mistake about something. What a smart-ass comment in a kid's cartoon. Yeah. Cardinal Richelieu there. Maybe that was a quote from the actual book. Ah, they all, used that from... based on a... It was obviously on the original uh, Dog Tanyon and the Three Musker Hounds, which was actually a classic novel. Musketeers. Well, I don't know if I've heard of Musketeers. That sounds a bit childish. Okay, so we've got plenty of things to talk about. I mean, there's telephone neighbours, isn't there, of course? <laughs> Let's not get bogged down in real neighbours and nocturnal visits and not have photographs from across the street and all sorts of hullabaloo. This is no time for discussing that, is You're it? You're the one who told me not to talk about it. Now you're talking about yeah, it. Well, I'm teasing you. I'm playing with you, and I'm using Ropadoke tactics. Oh, oh no. Right, so let's talk about like those things we can't talk about because it's not been on the trues yet. And we don't, remember me, I'm a bit of an idiot, so I'm, what if it I It has been on stupid? the trues because this is, this is... I don't know where we are in this timeline, We've Matthew. got two shows. This is, from, this is not going to be heard till next, in the middle of next week, Wednesday next week. Yeah, but like, imagine you're a listener. You don't want to feel that. You want to feel that in this moment, you, Russ, Matt and G are all together in this shared moment. You don't want to be like, oh God, what's happening now? Like, where am I in the timeline? Well, you do it's like feel Doctor that if Who you go, the truth hasn't been out yet and it has. I go, well, we watched that last week. What's wrong with Russell? He's not connected with us at all. <laughs> well, that's the last thing we want people thinking because I am very much, as you know, the voice of the people. Now, this is an email from Craig. Hello, Russell and Matt. Thought I'd let you know that I played a slight variation on your groundbreaking telephone neighbours. Credit card neighbours. Back in my early teens, we used to phone sex lines from phone boxes, but they'd only give you a free two-minute recorded teaser. To get part... I mean... Phone How can boxes. you masturbate in a phone box again after all we've been through? <laughs> phone boxes now are just little cubicles of disrepute, aren't they? What do you go into a phone box for other than to use drugs, urinate, or use one of those sex worker cards that are Yeah, but they're quite... Um, there's a lot of adverts on the sort of glass. You could probably have a... What do you mean? Just look at... You, oh, right, if you're it's You're quite masked, hidden in there now. It could say, coming up, Game of Thrones, and you could be on the inside pretending to have a... I mean, like, did you ever ring a child sex line as a boy? A what sex line? <laughs> well, How did that come out? Do <laughs> you want to ask me that again? Because I didn't. <laughs> because they don't exist. Did you ever phone yes, sex I did. lines I did. as a child? They, what, what they were rubbish. Happen? Why didn't they actually talk about sex? They were always tricking me. I remember. Well, no, they were just recordings the ones I phoned. But like kids, uh, I, we didn't have the My sun in our phone house. Bill. We had like I don't know what newspaper it was, but it didn't have any of them in, right? So little boys, I don't know, we were all about eight or something, mm. would tear out that little bit and bring them in, like trade them. And I got yeah. some. And I used to go upstairs in my mum and dad's room and phone it and he'd go hello I'm Mandy and it'd be like something and I it, just didn't it was, was a recording of Mandy really know what it meant and I just thought this is brilliant <laughs> I loved phoning things there was Cl- Hammer's Club Call where they talked about goings on within West Ham it was just minutiae hello welcome to <laughs> Hammer's Club Call Hammer's Club Call this week John Lyle an interview with him and fullback Ray Stewart will be talking about and then it kept you like they were bastards they'd keep you on the line for too long and it was the same with the sex ones I thought like if you're paying a 60 pence a minute premium or whatever it was back then at least fulfil the initial agreement that there's something to masturbate over not in the case of Hammer's Club Call yeah, like, oh my god Ray Stewart's a fine penalty dick <laughs> it was not that it was more like uh, I would get sort of you know like the, yeah but if you were lines. very effective at masturbating then it's cheap 
<laughs> do you, I mean, the thing is, with it's oddly, isn't it, masturbation? Because even though it's just you on your own, I mean, the, the obvious thing to do with masturbation would be to get it over and done with, like to efficiently approach it, not to not to fanny around, <laughs> just to get the job done. But sometimes I've, I'm somewhat indulgent with it, the process, and well, think I'm oh, not. Well, you can treat yourself to a posh one. <laughs> would you, but, but 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 why indulgent? Why, why drag it out? Why not just, you know, what you're in you your What do you do? Make yourself dinner, have a candle and stuff? <laughs> it should be a bit more smash and grab, don't it you think? It can be. There's all sorts of styles. Yeah, but like sometimes I think, what am I actually looking for here? I mean, what am I looking for? Like, watching all these various videos. I mean, what's the point, really? I mean, and then after... I actually laugh sometimes after. Like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I, I do something. <laughs> like, I mean, Get like, the giggles. And such fun. a lot of silly fuss. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a stupid... But we're primal machines, aren't we? And it's a very silly thing sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, we're little biological machines, and there we go. Little chimps. All of the sort of cultural ephemera that's grown up around sexuality is absurd, whether it's sort of like, uh, you know, sort of the more, uh, not sanitised, but more ubiquitous advertising imagery, such as, you know, there's a lot of uh, controversy about this bikini beach body thing, isn't there? Yeah, I don't like, really understand what the problem with that is. Well, I think it's, are you beach body ready? Body and fascism, and where people go, oh, look, that's oppressing us. I just think, no, it's not. Models are going to look like that, isn't it? Because it's explicitly like because it's like a call to arms. You're not beach body ready. Look at you. You're how insecure are people nowadays? As a you know, like to go. Oh, that's, you're oppressing us with these pictures and telling us we're not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> well, it's people like, are extremely insecure, aren't yeah, we, Jenny? And, and like, um, and why is it that the models are all like? No one really looks like a model, do they? Like, they're yeah, not really then, that size. But I don't think that's bad. It's just. It's an archetype. It's the same as classicism. Yeah. But I suppose the... Cl- you the go around I- smashing statues go, it's got no cellular on Michelangelo's bum. But, the, but classic... Yeah, good point, Matt. But I think that, that classicism had a... Um, did it... I mean, it's a question, I suppose. Wasn't classicism more aspirational or like, you know, the Renaissance? You sort of think that, look, these are ideas of beauty that are meant to connect us to the sort of the idealised form of a human rather than, look, you're not good enough buy this sun cream or buy this whatever the hell it is they want you to buy with that bikini body thing. You know, I suppose it's, isn't it like the sort of, the commercial undertone is corrupting to make someone feel insecure so that they buy a product is different from going, there are gods, there is an idealised form of humanity. Is it I don't think, yeah, but I don't think they're going, let's make people feel so bad we guilt them. I think that would be negative and make people associate that with bad stuff. I think like... It's I think just... they do because I think the motivating factor of consumerism, if you look at, like, say you look at party political broadcasts, like, every one of them, so to varying degrees, were about promoting a sense of fear. Like, the UKIP PPB is literally Nigel Farage in a cap looking out of the White Cliffs of Dover as if he's surveying the terrain it's for, the like, coming invasion. Don't you bloody try and get in here. I'll kick you back in. I'll throw pebbles at you. And then the David Cameron one is all filled with children. You know, and then various people going, I want my children to have this, I want my children to have that. So it's sort of like, it's not aspirational. Quite blunt psychological tricks. Yeah, of like, if you get someone to be in, at the point, I mean, obviously, you, you, I'm not a father, you are, and if you sort of like, if you get you into the territory where you're thinking about your child's safety, you're not going to be as rational as if, if we're going yeah. to you, do you want a new shirt? You know, so sure, like, yeah. so it's, and I think you should get a new shirt, actually. I've just got this one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel awful. <laughs> you're not beach body ready, are you, boy? Look at your shirt there. Yeah, but would would you accuse someone who's absolutely beautiful with their top off, right, walking down the street? Would you go, you're depressing us? Well, I, I, if they were somehow trying to promote, and it's, I suppose it's the intention, I suppose. It's the idea that there's an intention, like that, that commercial behind it. Let's have a look at it. Let's get it up and see what it is and what they're about. So, like, the, you know, the idea is that they're showing you this, they're provoking this feeling. And in order to get you to buy this product, I mean, like, well, just roll your eyes and move on. People worry about things too much. Well, because I suppose everyone feels so bloody pissed off that constantly these feelings are being provoked. Well, if you see Zizek's analysis of Coca-Cola, it's amazing because he sort of says like that Coca-Cola's advertisement are entirely abstract. There's nothing yeah. at all about like drink this drink, it tastes nice. It's entirely it says this idea of abstract festivity that life is meant to be full of this bizarre celebratory Coca-Cola. <laughs> sort of mad yeah, yeah. tone but it's like what is it he goes it doesn't relate to anything he goes though if you are in a hot environment a gl- like a cl- 
glass of cold Coca-Cola. It's delicious. But like they say over the course of it, but now the Coca-Cola is warm and sticky and the illusion can't be maintained. You know, and I suppose mm. it's like, I suppose that because advertisement is perhaps the predominant communicative tool of our time, that if it's governing message is one of provoking either fear or desire and in that instance both like you know this is a desirable woman and if you are a woman who doesn't lace you're not good enough like it's i guess it's pressing buttons in people and people don't want that button pressed anymore you're all over the bloody tube at the moment advertising your documentary all airbrushed up am i airbrushed up oppressing me (laughs) skinny little t-shirt on Mm. Do I look a bit of a titmouse stood up there no, with me right. loud hailer? Which is good, actually. We came to the screening or you the came, premiere. You came out of it basically wanting to punch people's lights oh, out. It makes me so angry. You wanted to go on a rampage, did. didn't you? You said it doesn't go far enough. kick buildings in and stuff. Yeah, I, I feel But then mate. about ten minutes later, I was more angry. I ate a whole packet of M&Ms. Oh, that's ridiculous. And then my, I might as well have glued them to my face for what they did to my skin. Really? <laughs> lumps all over my face. I don't really Honestly, eat sugar anymore. Like yeah. that's your, the impact of an M&M is just like it decorates you now. Might as well be, yeah. yeah I, I saw the movie. I, I, saw, I watched your movie, then I watched Avengers 2 later on. What's better? Um, me. Do you know what's missing from your movie? The Avengers? Downey Jr. No, All no. the Avengers <laughs> 4. No, no, no. I, I, Explosions. I, I think the plot of your movie is better than the Avengers. All oh, right. But what's better than the Avengers? They've got a definitive bad guy. Your bad guys are invisible. Whoa. And that's what's most yeah. frightening. You ready now? Yeah. Invisible baddies. Yeah, yeah. That is what's frightening about it. It's hard to get any purchase on... Well, that's know, one of the points you make. You diamond. can't go around one of their houses and go, Oi, what's this all about? Because yeah. there's a system in place to protect them. You end up you end up agging out poor bloody receptionists and security people and stuff like that. But yeah. I tried to get over that by being broadly pleasant and jocular in my yeah, exchanges. Yeah, no, that's fine. And you, you know, you make your point. What is the sort of one like if people should go and see it? But like, what what's that sort of main fact? You know, like the amount of banker bonuses equals pretty much the bailout. The bailout of eight hundred and fifty million quid that we did at that time. Taxpayers' money. Of yeah, taxpayers' money would have paid for the NHS for eight years. Jesus. Yeah. And what? that's almost the same amount of money they paid themselves in banker bonuses after they got bailed out, the isn't it? 80 billion, they paid, the 80 billion bonus is the same as the, I think, the same as the definite, deficit. Like the amount that's been given. to be that. Yeah, that coincidence. <laughs> have the exact <laughs> amount of money. Well, take that as bonuses, you bastards. No, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah, but well, it does thanks. enrage you. What I think you needed to sort of go. What happens is you you do that, and everyone goes, "This is an outrage!" Like in The Simpsons, and then everyone goes, "What do we do now?" Yeah, and you need to have a very easy thing to go right. Go online at this thing and register. Do you know? Yeah. What I mean? It needs to be like that, which is what Brian May said to you. Yeah, but it's so all-encompassing, Matt, that really it's like, well, what we have to do is design a new political system, break the ties between national trade, transnational corporations and ordinary people. I mean, it's like, it's bloody complex alternative economic system. If someone just went, right, all you need to do is log on to this website, then it's like a petition, but also await orders or whatever. Because what you've got to do is when people feel passionate about it in the literally about 12 minutes... After the film, until they yeah. go, oh, hang on, what are we having for dinner? And then yeah. forget about it. You've got to capture that. Go, right, yeah. everyone get your phones out now. Email this address. That's how it's on the end. thing. Yeah. You're quite right, of course. You're quite right. But to be honest, I suppose what it is, is if you're like, it's such a huge challenge to amount overnight, the idea of, oh, let's create an alternative society that you've got to make sure, right, you know, it's going to require anthropologists, economists, Businesses. I mean, there's so many things. Yeah, that but that's the bigger picture. What was Brian May's thing? He was giving out badges. I think that's it. It's just badges. <laughs> no, it's, so it's and badges. He likes anything like that, doesn't he, Brian May? <laughs> badges, badges. No, what is he? He's got some. He's a. He's into politics now, isn't he? He's, that's the thing. I think he's really nice, Brian May. He's so nice. tall. He's a, I don't, you know James Longman, who we work with. Yeah. He said this mad thing. He goes. He goes, every time I see Brian May, I sort of go, is it Brian May? Is it Brian May? But then it is so obvious that it is Brian May that I wonder why I doubt it in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Brian May's like God to him or something. Really weird approach to have in your own mind about Brian May. He has got a lot of presence, hasn't he? Because he's sort of like, like Jimmy Page, another guitarist whose hair was always curly black hair, has now gone white. It's given him a wizard-like power. The lead guitarists of the prog rock 
era had a wizard quality anyway, didn't they? I well, mean, they perhaps did, they've yeah. aged into wizard men. Isn't it strange that that's happened? They're wise. They're wise, they're wizened. It's rock guitarists of yesteryear, whether it's Brian May or Jimmy Page. Well, yeah, Brian May clearly does. He wants some solutions, and by jingo, I'm going to provide them for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, look, I was in the middle of an email. Back in my early teens, we used phone sex lines, uh, 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 you know, and to get past this, this lad took his dad's credit card, typed in the credit card number, but changed the last digit. After a few attempts, this worked. <gasps> this is fraud info. That is fraud. Don't you dare do that at home, do you? Well, that's not up to me, is it? I go through to a longer message, and I got through to a longer message. It was rubbish. I got bored and hung up before oh, it got God, to the juice. could have ruined someone's marriage. Could have, of course he could have done. Yes, he could. And check out the inconvenient nature of this uh, apposite sentence, Matthew. I got through to a longer message. It was rubbish. I got bored and hung up before it got to the juicy stuff. Oh, you dirty devil, Craig. I hope that my five minutes of horny boredom didn't leave someone trying to explain their credit card bill. It likely did. If you ever leave something at a hotel, they won't call you, will they, and go, you left your socks here or your DVD here in case you were having an affair, like most people were. And a friend of mine... policy? Yeah, it's a policy for hotels. Like, because I've left stuff at hotels and go, couldn't you ring me about that? And I go, no, just in case you was having an affair. We've had about 20 affairs. (laughs) Not when you were married. Uh, Absolutely, make that clear. Or in any relationship, just affairs of the just heart. Just affairs. Well, affair means that doesn't always mean it's. Uh, could mean anything. Could mean anything. For the purposes of people listening. Could mean anything. Could mean anything. The simple love for a man and his bike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming up, we will be talking oh, about yeah. a man's simple love for his bike through the prism of a Siamese twin. I know someone that worked in a members club and they they were trained to never, like, when you greet people, never go, hey, good to see you again, like last time. Like, they just, you have to do generic greetings. Yeah, yeah. You don't go, hey, in case, because really? when were well, you here again? Really? that much. Yeah, because if you think if you work in hospitality, like you might have yeah. took someone to some posh members club to impress them, but really you're a married man and you shouldn't right, have done it. Right. So look, the world's full of deception, scumbuggery, and lies. I know a fact about hotels as well. If Matthew. you ever lose your phone charger, Matthew, what? how dare you come here? Answer the teeth with facts. Go on then. If you lose your phone charger, <clears throat> go to any hotel, go up to the thing, go. Oh, I stayed here a little while ago and I lost my phone charger. And then they'll bring out a box of phone chargers and have one. <laughs> Tidbit. That's Matt's tidbit. Matt's tip of the week. Go into hotels, everyone. First, he comes up with telephone neighbours. Let's face it, a crap idea that he nicked. Secondly, now, what he's saying is to you, the British public, or people of New Zealand, or Australians, or Americans, or anyone from a foreign land speaking an English language, go into a hotel and go, I left my phone here when I was staying here. Uh, Charger. I will charge you. Get out of my hotel. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) Go in there, go, I've lost an iPhone charger. And they'll go, hang on. And they've always got a big box of them. Otherwise, you How many times have you done this? Tell me the provenance. Never. I would never do it because it's immoral. Why is this even in your mind? What? Why have you got this happening to Uh, yourself? No, I I think I... those things... uh, I think on the... What were you doing in a hotel? (laughs) (laughs) What were you doing? Where have you been? Why have you got sick in your beard? Where did you get that? No, there was a thing on the internet I read called Life Hacks. Why are you wearing hot pants? There's a thing thing on the internet called what? Life Hacks. You know, like things like, Mm. try this for a... Oh, I love a life hack. Yeah, well, there you go. Especially since I've been place hacking like it's 1999. You've done any more of that? Yeah, I've done some really dangerous ones. I I clambered into a train station. I clambered over a 12-foot high wall. I hurt myself. I'm covered in bruises. I look like a man in a bad marriage. Really? Which I've also been. But mostly, I'm a climber. I'm a climber, I'm a whiner, I'm a diner. I'm a man who takes on the authorities. I'd I'm... love to watch this. I reckon these fences are very low. <laughs> well, this morning, there was loads of paparazzi outside my house, so I clambered out the back window because I was thinking, parkour. Like, you know, do some parkour. Yeah. So I parkoured out my window. I broke it with my knee. Like, that was before... I basically, oh was 90% God. of my body was still in the house. <laughs> I'd already broken a window. Because it's very hard to get out of a... Like, the window's quite high, and it's one of those windows you push it out on a little lever, and then, you know, you have to put a hook through a hole. I hate that. It's yes, one of those types of windows. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Matthew? Why you such an old-fashioned window in your garret? Because <laughs> I don't know. It's from the old days, isn't it? So I clambered up, and it's very hard. I got one leg through, and, like, that was sort of dangling there, all sort of daft and limp like a tail oh, feather. I wish the paps had just lazily walked around the other side of your house and oh, this is good. Who's this oh, dope? He's hanging there like Mr Bean. <laughs> and then I got my other leg out and then I got down and luckily there was this woman whose name is Moon. She was 20. What? There's a woman whose name is Moon. You know, like say like 
you know, back back streets, you know, like it's all yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, air yeah. vents and yeah. all that. Well, yeah. her flat somehow backed onto my flat and she was there on the window, I think smoking a fag or something. And I sort of clambered down, then I, had to, I clambered across, I had to climb down a little ladder and I had to jump off of a ledge onto an air vent looking thing. And when I jumped, it all flexed and went, oh, 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 and made all sorts of mad cartoon, bloody stupid noises. Are you just playing Donkey Kong? Then, hold on a sec, then I'm a plumber now, and when I got to the there's a fierce gorilla, and I said, don't give me that lady back, Sonny Jim, another barrel, and yet another barrel still. Who are you, Donkey Kong? What did Moon say? She didn't respect me for my jump. She said that it. She said you're hardly cat-like, and I thought it was quite a good jump, because I was planning my route down into this courtyard. Yeah, yeah. And I'd have had to have done a bit more of a jump. She said, I don't think you'll make it on the basis of what I've already seen of you. And then there was another ladder that went down two stories, quite a long ladder. It was like, imagine, it was about as high as where we are now, Matt. Here we are at XFM on Leicester Square. It was like, so it was about two stories. But like, imagine, like, say you're watching a sort of a black and white film. There's a bloke at the bottom holding the ladder, isn't he? Yes. So there was no him. So I would have been going down the ladder without that guy. Was this a fixed ladder or was this... It the... was not a fixed. It was oh a loose ladder. That didn't have a... You shouldn't be doing it. You're going to get hurt. So in the end, I went through Moon's house. I goes, I'll go through here. And then I went through and then I just... Uh, I went down the stairs, behaved myself entirely, actually, and then just dashed right out. Really? Dashed out and the paparazzi didn't even see me and off I went, scampering and scarpering. You won that then. Another victory. Another victory for old Russell. Place hacking, space hacking, brain hacking, rusty. Now, you remember we talked about Siamese twins, didn't we? Later on, we, we could did, talk yes. to a doctor that's going to give us all sorts of inside info. Because one of my dearest wishes is for you and I, Matthew, to live as Siamese twins for yeah, one day. You won't be able to climb very far with me stuck to you, will you? I will drag you with me. Oh, no. Yep, that's right. I'll bring you with me. Well, there's a song that's a bit like that. Maybe a Coldplay song. I will help you or something fix like that. Fix you. Yeah. I will, like Coldplay, fix you. Well, yeah? fix me to your body. I'll fix you to me. And, and then I'll drag you. in some you. way help me. It's going to be a help to you to have been I fixed. So. A fix. I will fix you to me and then drag you around up and down ladders through people's flats. Anyway, the original Siamese twins, because we were arguing about it because of some... I can't remember why, because someone wanted to have their head chopped off and replaced with another head. I'm sure it was serious. Yeah, that's happening soon. Good, good. Let's get behind it. Siamese, these, <laughs> these Siamese twins, Chang and Eng, they were born in Siam. Chang was once convicted of general assault on a member... They're the original Siamese twins on a member of the audience during one of the twins' variety acts. However, there's a variety. How much variety can there be if you're two blokes stuck to each other? Oh, you could do some good comedy routines. The sort of chuckle brothers to you, to me stuff. Yeah, but no, but look at them, Matt. They don't look like they're... If you look at Chang and Eng, they Bunker. look dour as hell. They don't yeah, look like... Yeah, I mean, that might have caught them on a bad day. But look... Also, those they're, were the days... They're dapper. They've got suits that are fitted to their special situation. Oh, they're joined at the ribs, are they? It looks like it, yeah. Seems like it wouldn't be that hard to separate them with a swift kick. <laughs> 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 Just kick them to... With, kick an ice, them. with an ice skating shoe. Yeah, like... <laughs> What's that called? Ice skates. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you could just swing your ice skate shoe... <laughs> And then, there you go, they're free. You're free, Chang and Eng. bleeding to death, but they're free. You're free. Now live these last few seconds, <laughs> suck the marrow out of life and each other if you want, because it's seeping out all over your shirts. Um, the children a sec. Check this, though. This is like some sort of stupid thing from the Old Testament. One of them got convicted of a general assault on a member during the Twins' vote. What's a general assault? Oh, there you go. There's, I'll cuff you across the face there. <laughs> well, a member of the audience during their variety act, so... Someone yeah. must have heckled him or something. You two are a pair of clans! <laughs> Stuck together like chumps. I was talking to the other fella. You should Ow! go solo. <laughs> you <old> bastard! <laughs> I'm nothing without him! Well, I'm something, but just one thing, and it's not enough. Uh, well, the judge in the case let him off because he couldn't put the other one in prison. Chang done the crime, Eng couldn't do the time, so Chang and Eng are both let off. That's an interesting situation, isn't it? Is it like something from You Are the Ref? That's, uh, you'd think the precedent would be the other way, where you go, well, tough, you know, he's you got to go prison for that. Shouldn't have, you should be stuck to him then, should you? told him not to. You, you there, you've got a poet, Charles. I wasn't say. there. <laughs> I was facing the other way. I'm not my brother's keeper. It's nothing to do with me when he does. I didn't know. <laughs> I was busy with the variety act. Blimey, they lived to the age of 63, married a pair what of sisters. Blimey, you're impressed yeah. by that. Well, yeah, they don't think they meant. No, they don't. What do you mean, mint? Well, no, no. The thing that I was trying to get to, that I said blimey about, was they had 21 children. Oh, you pair of. Dirty sods. And so their they were, willies face quite close to each other. There's no way... I don't know how they would if, have... <laughs> how about that? They must have known. 
Like every single time. I mean, to have 21 ch- children, that's at least 22 bits of sex individually. Do you think they ever had a... Switch up. Yeah. Why would you not? How could you not? Do you think they ever d- d- helped each other out? <laughs> Look, Chang's knackered. Rick White is asleep. Come on, darling. <laughs> that is a, I'd love to. It's got. Up. I need to know everything about Chang and Eng. Eighteen eleven, they live. So probably no one asked them that sort of stuff then, because people had a bit of bloody respect. respect that proper days us. back in Siam. No, listen to this. Oh, Mister, when you're doing it with your missus, your brother get involved. I'll generally assault you. <laughs> That's probably why it kicked off. It probably did. He also, one of them began drinking heavily, right? Chang. Bloody of course. Chang. Always going to be Chang. Chang. Right? Chang's Which drinking. Which one am I? Am I Chang or you're Eng? You're, I'm Eng. I'm Chang's Chang. drinking did not affect Eng as they did not share a circulatory system. Well, they did at the midriff, otherwise the whole thing's a farce. Well, they must have just been skin joined, not like blood joined. Just joined at the Although, skin. Although, when, look, it didn't affect him, so he remained in good health. So one good was home. always drunk, and then one was sober. That's probably how that fight That must happened. have been a downer. Oh, imagine it. Chang always lashed. Poor Eng, trying to live a decent life with one of his, his missus and his 21 children. And if you're an alcoholic trying to hide it from... Someone that one. you're attached to. It'd be very difficult, and you'd have to, like... I could smell Sneak you. into drinks and stuff. Um, but look, Chang died while, bro- while his brother was asleep. Eng awoke to find his brother dead and cried... Then I am going. That's romantic as hell. It's beautiful, isn't it? A doctor was summoned to perform an emergency separation, but he was too late. Eng died approximately three hours later. Well, they were only joined at the skin. But if they didn't join... If they haven't got a circulatory system, you'd think... There are so many mysteries in the world of Siamese twins, but those mysteries will be undone, unlike Chang and Eng, who remain connected forever, when we talk to a doctor lady a bit later. A doctor lady that we happen to have met in the past, because she was a lady we once rang in another frivolous item we were doing, back in the days when we were on what I'm going to call proper radio, where we was about a bloke doing it with a bike. And there's no wonder that we were chucked off air because of that sort of (laughs) claptrap. We're the BBC dragged into the gutter by you, Matthew. What? Paul, Colin, Morgan. Do you want a jingle? Sure. Do you think we should keep doing the songs to start our podcast? Oh, good at this. Russell Brand, David Cameron. Yes. That's wicked. Oh, hello. Hang about. Welcome Hi. to the future, <laughs> bitches. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Is that you going? Duh, 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 duh? I think so, but they t- I didn't. I wasn't involved you... in the creation of it. I mean, they've taken samples from this. Very much drivel. like Chang reaching over and fiddling with Eng while Eng's kipping, which was the sort of thing I can imagine <laughs> Chang doing to Eng. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lovely radio laugh. Come on, mate. What other jingles are there? Because I must say that right. really. This right. is another good one. Hello. Oh, who was that last one? Uh, one was by Shacklemire. Shacklemire. Shackle my right And this Podcast. is... What was that last thing? Rat Boy Slim did that. Silly boy. Well silly, done, lads, anyway. Silly business. If you are indeed lads. We're very, very appreciative of your work here. You're going to do an advert. I can I've tell you're warming up. I can tell. I can always tell when you're doing it. You get <coughs> tetchy. You get nervous. You're on edge. I'll tell you what. I listened to someone else's podcast earlier. That was like a soccer, so, uh, soccer supplement. Yeah, and so you I heard adverts. And you thought, oh, look, they have to get the adverts it's, in in a natural way. It was so professional. It was brilliant. <laughs> oh, come on. Can't it we was do for, better? You know it was for what they call... Uh, Squarebox or whatever. <laughs> Squarespace. Square, I mean, it was as an advert. It was world class. And I listened to it. Do you know what I thought? If I was going to design a website, I'd use that because it sounds like a fine product. That's what I thought while I was listening. Oh, this bitter irony. Bitter, isn't it? Because I, I, well, no, I can't. No, no. I, what I'd like to say is two things. I thought these guys are great. One thing: Go anyone on. who's continued with this absolutely diabolical advertising with us must be quite a cool company. Yeah. Right. So that you is an endorsement. That- of their companies. The fact that they're prepared to put up this yeah. shit. The other thing is, I'm from now on going to do a voice called Bobby Sellout to do all the adverts. How does Bobby Sellout talk? The undies! <laughs> Matthew, it's going to make it worse. Why have you... Who's? Have you consulted anyone at all? Because this yes. is the first I've heard. Who did you ask? A grown-up? I mentioned it People vaguely because I had to do some pre-recorded adverts before. You, absolute goon. No. You and G have sat here cooking up... You can't. You guys no. can't do it without me. It's because when he does the normal voice, he's, it's he's shit. too nervous. I yeah, you had a go at me for He's that. rubbish. He's a wreck. Yeah. I Imagine I had an alter ego. What about the interview with ASMR, the lady? <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Yeah. He was aggressive. He was hostile. He was unprofessional. It was a shambles. And what I didn't do was pull the microphone down and fart in it. 
That's the only thing. If you want to go back to that interview, I can't remember what time it's it is. It's around the bit where she said Kundalini. She said something about Kundalini and then said, oh, don't laugh. And we weren't laughing at the word Kundalini. We were laughing at what had happened. <laughs> and it was so what? By the then, Matthew, it was all Makes bollocks anyway. Skate looked like nothing. <laughs> right. Rightly. So what I think happened was, is you nosed up, you got like, I, tr- I trusted you to conduct an interview and your technique was an absolute shower. You sort of began, it sounded well, like you I were them in. I made her feel You went, right, so you're an ASMR woman, are you? How much do you earn? Perfect. He was like, she was like, he was like someone trying to date your daughter. <laughs> oh yeah, got a job, have you? Is that your motor outside? Like walking You've around. You've had a lot of that, haven't you? Kicking the tyres. Heard that script a few times. <laughs> Imagine that turning up to pick up your daughter. Right, come on and do Bobby sell out then. Your ill-advised <clears throat> venture we into character it hurts comedy. Me a bit, so just be not like it hurts me. Right. To see do I just have to read the dark bit, call. the bold bit, or do I have to read the whole thing? Does Bobby Bobby reads the whole bit? He reads the whole bit. Okay. Well, you, you guys have all been talking with all the XFM and Audio Boom crew to well, cook up know, this thing. If you will be late, you then people will talk to I each other. I am trying to save this country from itself, <laughs> and you're here fucking it up again. <laughs> Me undies is the most comfortable underwear you'll ever try on. <coughs> I can't sustain it. You idiot. It, it was quite good, it. but you coughed. You can't. It's unsustainable. Like it's capitalism. insane how good they make you feel. They fit perfectly. They don't ride up on you. They literally pull moisture away from your skin so you stay cool. It's distracting. It's worse than that bikini body advert. You're making people insecure. There'll be a campaign against this. This quality. What, should I just go back to being me? Well, back I mean, to that no, shit? I'm going to try and support. <laughs> you, try and support. Why don't you read one out? Why don't you just read that out? Come here. Let me show you, Addy. Go on. Do this. it. Me is a type of pants. <laughs> it's got the most comfortable underwear you're ever going to bloody well get. And I'll tell you something, what's more and all, is it's insane how good they make you feel. They fit all real nice and horror show. They don't ride up into your wasp name, and they literally... Now, if you can imagine this, Matt, this product that I'm reading about now, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm going to say it, me undies, they'll suck moisture out of your skin so you stay, stay cool, but not in a vampiric way, like a pair of parasite pants, in a way that's absolutely beneficial to you and make your life better than it would have been had you not had them. Right, so that's, that's really good, Russell. What else is there? The quality... You're wearing them now, aren't you? This... I wouldn't wear them. They're, they're not for... I'm a, I'm a star. This quality would typically retail for two times the MeUndies price. No retail middlemen. You know those... I mean, aren't you sick of retail middlemen, Matt? I bloody hate them. If I see a retail middleman, who's that? Like a guy in a shop? Uh, yes. Get him out of my saying, sight. Buy it directly from their From website. these guys at MeUndies. Uh, there's no so there's savings for you here for these pants. We'll make it easy. Go to meandies.com forward slash brand and get twenty percent off your first order and free shipping. Save even more when you buy a pack of them. <laughs> MeUndies also offer low flat rate international shipping. They guarantee you're going to be happy with them, or your first pair is free. Well, that's good, isn't it? This is I mean, this whole thing is music to my ears. Once you You've feel me undies on your body our income for the podcast. There you go, we're rich. We're rich, more pants for everyone. Russ Matt G Audio Okay, so right, so later on in the show we'll be talking to Siamese twin expert lady and all of that crap. Matt's new character, Bobby up your arse or whatever he's called. Well, I've ditched him. What's Daddy Pig? Why is it saying Daddy Matt Daddy Pig? On Daddy him? Pig. Oh, no, but those sandwiches were chewy. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely get them all down. You must sound like Daddy Pig out of Peppa Pig. Oh, someone's emailed us, haven't they? Email from Jamie. I'm a twin. And what I do you would... know about Peppa Pig? Right? What do you know about Peppa Pig? <laughs> what do you know about Bernard Manning? Not enough. What? Because I was That's watching his segue. YouTube videos last night and he I like him. He was pretty funny. He's hilarious. He's a, he was a very accomplished comic. Accomplished. Accomplished. Yeah, he, yeah, he was good. Against racing. I'm a twin. When I was 18, my identical twin brother and I got a little obsessed with Siamese twins. We wondered how much closer a bond between twins would be. So after a few beers, we decided to superglue ourselves together at the arse. I also put superglue in my hand and cuddled him, sticking my hand to his ribs, trying to explain this to the nurse and A&E later with a hangover, brought into focus what crap I did. Do you think that's true, Matt, or is this an erroneous, deceptive email? I want Jamie on the phone. I want photographs. I want evidence. I'm not going to go for it. This is from Barry. This has to do with twins as well. Comments from Audio Boom. Matt, why don't you try doing adverts in an ASMR voice? 
good heavens, it oh, would make the commercials easier to swallow. Russell might get slightly aroused and confused, and then you'd get through them all. That's from Mona Lisa that Jones. With, um, could try that. Still got a birch birch box. Yeah, but let's have a bit of let it breathe. I love this. Is from Liam. I loved Mike from the bunker on the last podcast, and I want to join in and be one of your bunker bodies because I need a night out after being chucked out of my flat. I really want to meet Mike. He sounds like a comfy man. Kind regards, Liam Lonergan. I think he, he says he would be a soothing presence. I think he would. When what are we doing this? We always say these things, and we, we never, never get it done. Yeah, I've been look at things I've not yet done. Revolution, I've promised, not done. Not done. Stay down a bunker. Not, not, not done. done. Wear a rubber mask and go out in yeah. public. Not, not done. done. When are we doing it? Prison. Deny that you had sex with Lauren Harris. Done. No, <laughs> oh, you're very happy with yourselves, aren't you? Very happy yourselves under my old ass. One of the greats. This is from Maria, a person. After listening to Russell talk of being free and climbing over fences, I decided to let my free spirit soar and decided to surprise my big sister by peeing in a jar. And roamed around the house carrying it. Well, you've extemporised on the theme there, Maria, because me clambering around, expressing my freedom and my willingness to overcome the physical barriers of a, an urban space is one thing, but weeing in a jar and carrying it around the house, that's quite something else, isn't it, Matt? That's, I don't see the link. The, I mean, the link, if there's one at all, is mental, mental illness. illness. Yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. the, that's the only one. A jar of urine as, as an expression of freedom. Ever, let's think about this, Matt. You are famous for defecating and micturating in surprising spaces and using it as a missile. No, once I did that, and I don't want to bring that up again. Worried about the receipt you being in the back. You, What did I do? Well, a, I did do it so strange lately. Oh, yeah, when we were doing the MTV Awards, I weed in a bottle, when we were supposed to be concentrating on the MTV Awards, I think. Yeah, we were behind a curtain, which you asked for. A oh, my God. Area. I'm only just now beginning to see how mental I was then. Am I still mental now? Yep. Yeah, it's just oh. different things. You've got a blanket now instead of a curtain. <laughs> I used to have to be curtained off. Yeah, but I'm trying to concentrate to talk to you and I don't like all the people. No, I know, but the people had to come in, stick their head in and go, you're meant to be on stage in ten seconds. You had your penis in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> on a bottle? In a bottle. Hanging in. <laughs> like a in thread of cotton. <laughs> on the edge of a bucket. Oh, my God. You're a very mean-spirited, That's not mean-spirited. How big's the bottle? What? In this analogy? You had a normal drinking bottle of water, which is 500 millilitres. Well, look look at the mouth of that. You can't dangle a penis into that. You shouldn't be able to know. (laughs) Listen, you're just as good as the other boys. (laughs) Can I have a note off games? It did touch the bottom of the bottle. (laughs) It just hung in there like a noodle. I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like the words you're using. (laughs) And And do you know what? When I take over this country, which is probably a matter of weeks now... I think it's comments like this will be the reason you're in the gulag, if not executed. No, I'll be on the Isle of Wight. The prison Isle, Parkhurst. Oh, go on then. <clears throat> Hello, Russell and Matt. After the, I weed into a jar, I roam the house carrying it. I yeah, thought it was quite normal. Well, you didn't think it was normal, Maria, because you were challenging conventions. This is a 16-year-old girl we're addressing in Ireland. I usually try not to go by society's rules. It was the perfect opportunity. Sadly, I didn't get the response I wanted. My mum made me wash the jar out and told me never to speak of it again. Maria, don't let your family oppress you. You I'll throw the jar away. I wouldn't bother. Keep it. You reckon? Tell no one. Tell no one. The other day... Uh-huh. In Wagamama's. Yeah. What's wrong? Or in a place that sells noodles. Yeah. We've just mentioned noodles. Me, G and That's you gone. were sat in a place that sells noodles. What did I do? Put a thing from the table, under the table, between your legs, and we both just presumed you were weeing into it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because you put... Well, was, we're talking, we're having a really deep conversation about the universe and stuff. Mm. And he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Consciousness. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then took the thing that, like, chopsticks and oil and whatever goes in, the little mm. round thing, wooden thing. Yeah. Puts it under the table. Yeah. And then goes in... The, like, he was talking, he going, yeah, well, I read this thing. <laughs> I read this thing and it was like... I didn't make like an unging noise. You did. You did. Ask G. We both went, and we just let it slide. <laughs> we did about four times, and then he got the thing out and put it on the table, mm-hmm. and then carried on. And we were like, what was that? Because it was like you were going to wee in it. Mm. And he goes, oh, no, I just had to do these stretches. <laughs> <laughs> I was simply doing some thigh exercises. Well, explain yourself. Don't you can't just say that. It's good exercise. for your inner groin. To like put something between your knees and squeeze it. You can use a fist, you can use a jar. Why didn't you use you a could... fist? It would have been much more normal. No one would have known you were doing it. But I thought the noise. That, this utensil here on the table looks like a perfect thing to carry out my exercises with. To do that. What is that, yoga? Uh, more physics. 
<laughs> I don't know. Physio said once to do oh, it, right. but he did say fist. In fact, so not he touched not me a once. Physicist, a physio. Let's just get on with the show. Why he touched you? Yeah, was, tell me. Come on, tell a grown up. I... Look, <laughs> Where did he touch you? On Robin Longfellow. Did he? What did he do? Tap it. This is the little chap. <laughs> this is the cause of all the mother. <laughs> do you know why you've got a bad back? This guy. This guy. You always had it, aren't you? He's been running the show too long. <laughs> no, Back wh- in your box. Why, what Was it out? No, in your trousers. Pants. In your pants. Yeah. Well, that's probably just an accident, wasn't it? It felt like a very definitive tap. Russell and Matt are doing a podcast. You're listening to that right now. Gents, the only thing better than looking sharp is doing so with minimal effort. That goes double for your morning routine because wake-ups are nobody's strong suit. Luckily, the right products can make all the difference in streamlining your regimen and getting you on the move. Get a hand-picked assortment of men's grooming products delivered to your door every month. Head online to Birchbox.com and check out Birchbox! Russell Menji, Sonic Telepathy. Russell Brand Podcast. What else oh. have we got here? Well, the Siamese Twin Woman. It's, it's the perfect time to talk to her. We can reconnect because we spoke to her once when we were on uh, what I call proper radio. And uh, uh, a about who, a man uh, who had it off of his bike down the handlebar, we assumed at the time, as I seem to recall. Or he took the saddle off and. Did it down that. Or up against the chain, the greasy chain, or the cogs in the back. I mean, some people, the things they do in their own time is up to them. So let's hear her. What's her name? Her name is Pam Spur. Doctor Pam. Call her doctor and have some respect. I'm going to let you do this interview. No, don't make me do it. Look at his genuine concern. Hello. Now, you're better at ASMR than the ASMR lady, Dr. Pam. This is Russell Brand, your friend from the past. Yes, hello, Mr. Brand. And hey to Matt, too. Hello, Dr. Pam. He can't do interview. Oh, he's looking. He's so pleased to be a Mary. He's his little face. He beamed. I like to be included. Like a cup but scout. Not too much. I don't want to well, interview. I have the, lo- uh, the little face of my cat Arthur in here, who's waiting to be fed. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of food do you give him? Allergy cat food. Dry food. Move on. Big cow. I know with an allergy. <laughs> cat allergy food. Oh. Yeah. Dry is it? It's dry, and he's still got really bad skin. Oh God. How'd you know under the fur? Because you can just feel he's got like Bumps. hives. <laughs> hives. <laughs> this is sounding pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, we've got off on the wrong foot, Doc, haven't we? Let's face it. Where you live in? Whereabouts, roughly? England, London? Uh, yeah, of course, London area. How about you? Round London, round London. Yep, yep. Round in down uh, Damage Street. Staying out of trouble. Keep quiet most nights. Now, Doc. Are you really staying out of trouble? No, I don't believe it. Mostly, yeah. I'm looking at a very new. What do you mean, Matthew? What? Well. I said no. I, I mean, he jumps over fences and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm a troublemaker. Now, Doctor Pam, I think we're talking about the last time we got you on the phone. We were prattling on about a gentleman misusing a bicycle. Uh, sexual ingenuity knows no bounds. Accident and emergency wards all over the country, full of people that have jammed stuff unnecessarily up their wasp names and poked their unmentionables down pipes and whatnot. So, That's right. but Can't today, with bikes, no. <laughs> what are you, a sex doctor? I know, but look, as you say, it carnal knowledge with your bicycle leads to a mishap. A and E, you know? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Are you a sex doctor? Uh, Well, I'm a doctor of psychology and I've done sexuality courses. So what sort of thing would a person come and see you for? I'm asking for a friend. Are you asking for a friend? Anything to do with sex and love, your relationships, uh, even things like your self-esteem, confidence. Matt, this is a good chance for you to is ask. That, I was going to say, who needs me? Can uh, Russell come and see you tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite urgent. I love it. Yes, of course he can. Okay, Anytime. Dr. Pam. What's your house like? Have you got a special room in your house where you do the consultancy? And is that room, what's it like? Does I it do, smell nice? Blankets, crystals? What's in there? It's not a filthy sort of Fifty Shades style room. It is a lovely, sedate. It's got calming colours, big, soft, two easy chairs where we can chat, yeah. and people love the vibe because I've chosen colours that kind of give you a relaxed mood. Is there a conversation piece, you know, a plant, an object, somewhere in that room, some sort there, of Buddha thing? Lots of plants and lots of sort of um, objet, you know, objet d'or. Objet d'or, objet d'or. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know life what I'm goes on, about. whoa. 
Yeah, okay. That's good. Um, right, so, okay, let's, we, well, we're sort of ostensibly calling you to pry into the affairs of Siamese twins, but it seems now that you've presented yourself as a sex and love doctor, intimacy issue. Like, when we've been talking to these ASMR people, like, you know, like there's, in the world of porn, there's these things called jerk-off instruction, where someone might pretend to be a teacher or a nurse or whatever and talk directly to camera, offering sexual advice. Similarly, on the internet, there's this thing called ASMR, where people try to instigate the feeling of tingly spine, tingly scalp, tingle scalp uh, by saying stuff to you or doing some cleaning. I have <laughs> observed that there's some sort of intersection between JOI and ASMR. Am I a what? pioneer, and do I have dangerous intimacy issues? <laughs> <laughs> What's JOI? Jerk off instruction, Doc. Jerk oh, off instruction. Jerk off instructions. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, there might be some connection. Why couldn't there be an intersection between it? Because you can get the sensory stimulation, and some people can do a hands-free thing anyway. What do you mean by that? <laughs> hands-free self-release. Can what? they? Who are these yeah. pioneers, these bold, brilliant they're people? They're highly these orgasmic people. And we highly orgasmic tootsie them. wankers. <laughs> I think they don't, <laughs> well, I don't use their face. Tootsies come into it. But Ejaculate you know, using the mind. the penis. <clears throat> this exactly. Is the power of their mind. Who's that? I mean, Sting and that? Sting and those guys. Yeah, Sting and Trudy are probably doing this all the time. They don't even have to be in the same country, and they do it. Spunked up in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Is that allowed to be broadcast? Yes. Now, uh, okay. Yeah, there's no law here. We're in a wilderness. Uh, so, okay. Now, but the thing I suppose I want to know about is how do you have a sort of a sexual revolution, a sex ground zero, where you can build your sexuality again from scratch in case, for example, say you spent too long being promiscuous and learned your sexuality from porn and sex workers as a well, boy? I don't know if I need to tell you this, Russell, but usually there's a time of abstinence. Oh, oh he's done that. Your emotional pain and you learn new behaviours so you don't do any sort of addictive behaviours. You don't go out and do... Repeat. Don't go out. Yeah, well, No, I mean, don't go out and repeat old patterns. Right. So you have to go to new places. You have to connect with new people um, that are not to do with sex. These abstinence periods, how long have they got to be? Hour well, and a half, two hours? How long? I don't, you know, if you look at places like Slaw and um, Sex Addicts, you know, Anonymous, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. Anonymous Fellowships it, and other 12-step abstinence-based yeah, recovery ex programs, yes. Exactly. They say normally at least three months, but really a year. <laughs> a year, a year of abstinence from masturbation like, as well. And even objectification, Matt. We're not meant to be objectifying women. We're not meant to look at them going, that's got to stop. Men. That's a primal <laughs> urge, isn't it? How are you going to get rid of that? You'd have to live in a well, white this is, room. All right. You learn to relate to your body and your mind and to others in a different way, and that's what the abstinence period gives you. It gives you that chance to do things differently. It is a and sexual I, I, ground zero. Yeah, exactly. I'm so optimistic. I always feel people can completely change their lives. I don't believe for a minute that people can't change, but it is tough. It is really, it, it, it takes your heart and soul. You need to put everything into it. See you in a year, Rush. <laughs> <laughs> aren't, we, aren't we entangled in a cultural thicket that may be difficult to unpick it because uh, of things like that bikini body advert and because of the constant stimulation of sexual urges for, you know, commerce and stuff. I mean, like, sexuality is so prevalent, sexual imagery is so prevalent that it's sort of, it, it's kind of fused with uh, these primal urges, you know, like, so... Go on. I could say you've almost hypnotised me with your words. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, OK, go. well, I think to cut to the chase on that question... It's a curse and a gift! We are immersed in, in sexual, uh, sexuality, sexual images, um, sex cells. It's, it's so tough if that is your thing. If sex is your thing and it's led you down to do things that you, you, know, you regret, you've hurt yourself, you've hurt others, it's really hard. It's, it, but it's the same with alcohol. I mean, we're a culture where everyone drinks. There's pubs on every corner. There's off licenses, and, and even your so local supermarket sells you know bog off offers on on the booze. Bog off offers. Did you <laughs> want to get one free? I'm not oh, telling right. you to bog off. Buy one get one free. That's a, that didn't used to be in language. Yeah. When did that bog turn off. up? Yeah, it's always coming up. Bog off. Yeah. How's that going to catch on? People say it's always in the paper. Bog off. Oh, I don't like bog it. Bog off. Stamp it out. We've got bigger okay. fish to fry. Well, well, you know what I mean. They're, and people find um, it, it's so tough when they're surrounded by this imagery and, and everything's accessible. And you don't even have to leave your home, though. You know, you've got net sex. 
Uh, so what do you mean mixix? You know, go on the internet, go oh. online. You can sure. get anything you want, and which is why it's so hard for people who are trying to change their sexual behaviour. The prevalence and ubiquity of sexual imagery is making it harder for people like me to be free and to discover a kind of sexuality infused with spirituality, Dr. Pam. God, it must be worse if you're a Siamese twin, such as the uh, initial idea, the inception for this phone call. Uh, but or it con seems. Conjoined twins. Is that we call them now? Conjoined. I am now Thailand. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the language is so obsolete that the places don't even exist anymore. Exactly. Dr. Pam, even though we called it in a sort of for, it's a, for a, a rather a glib thing, I think we all learned some things about our sexuality, particularly a certain young man here who's always had a problem with sexuality, and that's Matt Morgan. Oh, Matt, Matt, you, we, we can talk off, off air mm. if you want to. Talk we off can air. Can you this conversation? Okay. Combo. Drag him off to a scout hut and shout in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't learn anything about the sex lives of Siamese twins. Just give us a factoid, conjoined twins. Well, I was going to say, I hate to disappoint you, but, you know, I've trawled for research into the sex lives of conjoined twins. What are you trawling around for, Pam? I respected you. I know, I know. It kind of sounds a bit dirty, doesn't it? But, you know, there are only one in 200,000 births. So there's very little about the sex lives. barely worth worrying about. But let's just say this, you know, Eng and Chang, who were the ones who... Yeah, they're our favourites. Yeah, they were the ones who gave the name, got the name Siamese Twins, because they were from Siam. Chang was a right pain in the arse, whereas Eng sounds like a right doom monger. He was a good dude. Um, And the thing is, they each had 12 children, or something like that. 12 children. 21 between them, Dr. Pam. And presumably both... What do you think the deal was? What do you think they said to each other? How did they organise it? Well, when you got to remember, privacy is a luxury from, from you know that most of us have access to. And so, if you're a conjoined twin, or if you live in close confines with a big family, you don't have that luxury. So you learn to do things discreetly. You know, you learn to you know you go to the loo, have a shower, have sex discreetly. You could do all three at once in the shower, and Eng wouldn't know nothing about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've lost for words. Dr. Pam, in a way, you've given us more information than we can possibly cope with, given that 50% of us, at least, are idiots, whether we're conjoined twins or not. Thank you, Dr. Pam. We'll be calling you again. Thank you, Dr. Pam. Because there's something about you that I like. It's your voice, it's your manner, it's your style. Well, You can't have a sexy sex counsellor. No. You're just going to be stuck in a loop. When I was once in a sex hospital for abstinence, the counsellor they gave me was well fit, and I tried it on with I didn't go well. I thought there's oh, nothing no. I can say you to this woman. You've spoken like a true addict. Oh, no. Now I've been judged. All right. <laughs> Off you go, Dr. Pam, and uh, we'll talk to you another day, probably. Okay. Love Middle you, guys. Of the week. Bye. Take thank care. you. Bye, darling. Oh. oh she called oh. me, darling. Don't be absurd, Matthew. She dismissed you without words. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a wonderful show. I feel like we've... Well, that's the end. Yes, the end. It's been yeah. over for ages. This is, All this stuff is uh, it's useless. Mind you, we're chopping that stuff out of the bloody middle. It went crazy for a while. <laughs> okay, to summarise this show, using words that rhyme with one another and themes and ideas that hopefully will connect us spiritually, it's our friend and lover, <laughs> Mr. Evander G. <laughs> <laughs> this poem's called The Power of Air. I study the power of air to look into the void and find something else there. Thrust is conjoined to drag. Lift is forever twinned with gravity. Forever dangling from windows, advertising insanity. From hotels we recharge solely on solo abstract festivities. Examining any commercial that depletes our divinity. Fear will give you one free for what you buy. Desire then promises to save the day. One for all and all for one unless the old wizards have their say. So look to the power of air. Its ebb and flow makes everything clear. But in the cases of duality, opposites can clash manically. But you can pause, breathe and self-release magically. Woo! Is it me you're looking for? That was one of the greatest poems that man's ever done in this room. Well done, G. I can see it's exhausting now. Who do you think is the competition winner? Who has contributed to this show the most? Me. Dr. Pam Spur. Dr. Pam Spur. Pam Spur. Pam, we're sending you a poem there. Thank you very much for your help, guidance and insulting judgments. Uh, we'll be back with more podcasts. Accurate diagnosis. No, you, damn you, woman. Damn you, Matt. See you in the future, if there's such a thing. You're listening to the Russell and Matt podcast on Audio Boom. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> 
brought to you by Audio Boom. 